Welcome to the All Souls Episcopal Parish in Berkeley's Sermon Podcast. Today is April 16th, and we hear from our seminarian, Michael Drell, as he preaches from the lectionary, which this week was John chapter 20, verses 19 to 31. As always, you can find more sermons or information on our homepage, which is allsoulsparish.org. Everyone, please take your hand and raise it up to your mouth and say something, maybe say peace. Do you feel anything on your palm? What is that? Now, some of us study yoga or tai chi with techniques focusing on breathing. Maybe you do that extremely hardcore breathwork stuff with the ice baths I've seen. Um, I don't. Many of us pursue... (laughs) Many of us pursue meditation practices from other Eastern traditions with which we are so enamored. We search elsewhere, outside of Christianity, for much essential wisdom regarding breathing and peace, seemingly long forgotten in our economies and societies. But there is an excellent shortcut to all this work and searching. We can know God's peace easily in the breath of another. When it catches us, and we receive the Holy Spirit saying something to us. In my experience, when this happens, I hear wisdom about love and peace. There often isn't any specific or further content, though. Take another breath, please. Borrow it and offer it. What images arise for you? When were you caught by the breath of another hearing what the Spirit says? Puppies do this when you rub their neck as they fall asleep. There is this breath that is complete and seems to deflate all the tensions from their legs and tail all through their little bodies, and the air flaps their lips as it moves out. To me, such a breath seems to carry love and peace and maybe even forgiveness. A formerly regular experience for me was the similarly profound exhalation of a horse usually responding to pain relief or the removal of a heavy burden. There's so much gratitude in that whole body breath from such a large animal. It is visibly and audibly a total release. But a much smaller image also came to mind for me. Uh, I recently saw a photograph of a bird taken with a lens so powerful or a shutter so fast that it captured the breath of the tiny bird on a cold day. Like our human breath on a cold day, the bird breath is visible. It looked like a tiny smoke ring, and it changed the way I see birds and hear the Holy Spirit in birdsong. Maybe some of you know the total release of the last breath of a dying person. Take another breath, please. It is your breath, right? Well, no. It's the breath of God, not yours or mine, actually. In fact, it is God's breath in origin and in possession. We can come to know this from today's gospel. The risen Christ, having just come through a locked door, says, peace be with you, and breathes on the disciples. Now, some of the commentaries tell us that this is a traditional Jewish greeting and leaves it at that, but 
I don't want to underestimate the power of this statement of peace. I think there is much more here than a hello, good day, ciao, or hola. In fact, he says, peace be with you twice in this first section. And I trust his assessment of the energy of the room in deciding to repeat that. When we are caught by the breath of an other, taken by the peace of Christ, the Holy Spirit speaks to us. But you can't do this for yourself. We are being called into the movement of peace by the resonance with the peace of the other breather. The other breather can be more than human. Trees, rivers, and oceans are in relationship to breath or how air gets moved around. Even in the wilderness, as the only human for miles, breath and peace are not self-generated or possessable. Breath and peace are given to you, loaned and borrowed, but loaned for what? We are all breathing all of the time and mostly unaware of it. Breath is offered to us in abundance, and we are blessed that it is clean enough and contains the right mix of oxygen and other stuff to cleanse our blood without an explosion. But the way we shift air around is important. Remember the horse breath and the bird breath. The horse breath is big in its lungs, obviously bigger than the tiny breath of the bird, so the quantities are different. But if understood as units of God's breath, they reveal an utter sameness that literally blows their differences into thin air or smithereens. Take another breath, please. This time, no need to hold up your hand, but as you exhale, do so as an offering in return. God doesn't need it returned back to God, but God desires that we utilize it. Maybe offer peace in, and return it in God rather than to God and more specifically, in Christ as forgiver. The real peace must be sent upon us, prayed for you and me by us, as our sins are forgiven by each other. Like breath, this sharing of forgiveness is always being offered to us by God. Through this offered breath that catches our attention to the other breather, but also in the next breath we take, we realize that we have never been entirely separate from God, nor the rest of humanity, or all of creation for that matter. This is all very much different from how identity works. In fact, a relationship with the way air gets moved around is fundamental to all life and so-called non-life in this created world. And crafting a level of awareness of this level of shared life through with and of God, within, beyond, and before creation, is the crafting of spirit-filled love in the true sense that Jesus meant. This is not so much about feelings or thinkings as we have led ourselves to believe. Christ wasn't talking about the love of identification. In fact, the disciples have a terrible time recognizing him until he says and does Christ-like things. His identification seems hazy, but his peace is unmistakable. So, of course, are his wounds, but I preached on that last year. He literally connects breathing beyond death that he is doing and offering 
with that first task of discipleship, forgiving sins, not retaining them. The Holy Spirit is breathed by Christ into our fallen bodies, offering new and everlasting life and discipleship as the Creator breathed our life into dust way back in Genesis 2.7. Take another breath, please. Share in God's breath and share the peace of the Holy Spirit through this breath that you exhale. This shared breath animates us all and everything. It is death-defying over and over again. A breath never belongs to an individual. It comes to us and operates through us and throughout our world. It is this breath that continues to create us by God, moment by moment. Our individualities and identities are less important and become engulfed. We can be better understood as a moment by moment movement of God's breath. I think uh, Father Martin Laird says it best, which doesn't provide me any complete understanding, but it does offer some helpful explanation. He says, God is divine breath breathing, humanity the divine breath breathed. He goes on to say, love breathes us into being, like in Genesis 2-7, and love makes us real. Love creates us and sustains us in the process of realizing who we already are. Now let's take a deep breath. God breathes us into being and God breathes us into discipleship. The Holy Spirit is there for us in every breath, offering us the job of forgiveness through the peace of Christ. And according to the desert monastics, this peace was without opposite. So it's not the same peace as the opposite of war or a lack of conflict. This more foundational and fundamental peace remains underneath and beyond everything that fluctuates or oscillates. This is a non-binary peace, you could say. God is divine breath breathing, humanity the divine breath breathed. Now my favorite living theologian, Sarah Coakley, says this, the Spirit is always inviting us into the life of Christ and the life of resurrection, but there is a responsiveness that has to happen. It is this response that begins again with every breath. <laughs>